T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, by the way, we should note that Nothing to do with Steve Cohn at all. But there is a story today that the New York Mets are being sued by, uh, who is it now? Phil Regan. Phil Regan, uh, what's he do? He used to be, what does he do? He's a pitching guy? He used to be a pitcher in the major leagues. He was nicknamed the Vulture. Yeah, he's a pitching coach, right? Sandy Colfax. Right. And he was a pitching coach, and the Mets hired him in 2019 as an interim pitching coach. So, all right. So, he's the pitching coach. He's 85 years old. He gets fired. Now, the allegation uh, in court uh, that he is making is that uh, uh, Brady Van Wagenmagen told him, you're too old for the job. Uh, The young guys don't relate to you. We're going to try to find somebody younger than you. No, I don't know if that's been proven, if it's documented, if it's in an email, a text, or there's a voicemail, but that's the claim. So, obviously, you're 85 years old. You have nothing else to do with your time. So, what do you do? You file a lawsuit, and it's an age discrimination lawsuit. Now, if you're Steve Cohen, this predates your ownership of the Mets, but, you know, it's too bad. You inherit everything, yeah. and that includes pending litigation. So uh, now the New York Mets have to defend this. If there's no proof of it, it goes away pretty quickly. If, however, there is somebody that heard him say it, was privy to it, can confirm that's what uh, Brody was thinking, etc., then the New York Mets... Are going to have to write a check. Or the Mets could write a check and announce, listen, we apologize for the past ownership. We apologize for the previous general manager. Yeah. And here's a big, fat check. Here you go. Big, fat check? Well, like, what is what's a, a, what's a big, fat check? A couple hundred thousand bucks a year, maybe, something like that? I think it depends on who you are. You think Green was making a million dollars? Probably not. I don't think he was making a million dollars, but he was making you know, decent money, I think. Plus, you're 85 years old. Now I respect, He was 82 at the time. I respect the fact you have pride and you feel like that's, that, that's effed up. I'm uh, more than capable of doing the job regardless of my age. I totally respect that. But, I mean, you're 82 years old. Yeah, but you can't be fired because of your age. And you can't be told we're getting well, rid of you because of your age. And, oh, by the way, if we can't find anybody young, yeah. we'll gladly take you back. But we're looking for the young guy. Like... It doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. Do you actually think Van Wagenmagen actually said, we want to replace you with a younger guy? I think he's... Yeah, That'd I be think such an table. asinine thing to say you're asking for a lawsuit. Well, I think he... Yeah, I wouldn't put that past him. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. then, that's it. And I, it's very... But the Mets are the ones that have to pay it, not Van Wagenmagen. You don't have to pay it. It's weird to me that Brody Van Wagen, who's back as an agent, like he's back doing that... He's not held culpable in this in any no, way. You're uh, indemnified like is, by the company. So he has nothing to do with this. Yeah, nothing. 
So if, now he may have to testify. Well, that's what I was going to ask. He's gonna, yeah, why wouldn't he testify? He's going to deny it, and then what do you do? Well, he could just come clean. It doesn't cost him a dime. Say, so, yeah, made that comment. My bad. I don't know. I wonder what the damages are there. Because then you go for pain and suffering, you know, all that stuff, emotional well, Phil distress. Regan's, uh, Phil Regan's lawyer said that he hears that conversation in his head over and over again. I'm sure he does. And it's still haunts him. To, oh, stop. That's what he said. You're an 82-year-old man. You're haunted by something Brody Van Magen in his yeah, head. Yeah, he wanted to be a pitching coach. Oh, come on, man. And he stop claims, it. and he claims, hey, look at the numbers. I got, I got more out of Jake. I got more out of Noah. I did a really good job with these guys. The track oh. record says I earned my job. And instead, you hire the snot-nosed Jeremy Hefner, 33 years old. Jeremy's done a pretty good job, by the way. Seems like he's done a pretty good job, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Phil Regan. I feel bad for Phil Regan because here's the truth, Craig. Whether you think it's okay or not, or anyone thinks it's okay or not, Phil it's Regan. It's not okay if they Phil said Regan, we're firing you because you're old. Oh, come on. Of course they fired him because he was old. But they but hired him as old. It was an interim job. They but did no, they hire him at 80 years old or not? It was an interim job because he was, I think, already in the organization. They had no interest, zero interest, in letting him maintain that job because yeah. of his age. Like, am I crazy? Yeah, but why did they hire an 80-year-old? Because it was interim so, job. But it, it doesn't matter. They hired him. It's because I think they thought Band-Aid right? situation. I he's mean, been a pitching coach before. To me, how about you say thank you for hiring me at 80? How about that? So it's okay to be fired because no, of your age? No, it is not. He was fired because of his age, Craig. Let's use logic. Why is that logical? They hired him. He, he was 80 no, years old. Because it was an interim job. What does that mean, though? It so means what? that he doesn't was, mean anything. He had worked with these guys before. He had a familiarity with the staff. Hey, it makes sense in the short term. Yeah. He can be the pitching coach. And at the end of the year, we'll look for a new guru. And that's exactly what they Here's did. Here's what's funny. In September of 2019, uh, Regan said in an interview when asked about his future with the team, and I'm quoting now, at my age, whatever happens, happens. I'm sure the Mets will decide what they're going to do, and whatever happens, happens. So you're, End of quote. Hold on. So you're going you're to make me defend Phil Regan a lot here. You're going to attack this older gentleman. No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just giving you the facts. he didn't just come out immediately and say, mm -hmm. Van Wagenen said he won't hire me because I'm old? He didn't well, want yeah, to bring no, a case against no the Mets. proof of that. No, well, he's saying that's what was said. So it's a he said, she said situation. I mean, apparently, I'm okay. sure, I guarantee you Brody denies ever saying that. But, Craig, let's use logic. Show me one let's document. See. I'm with you 100%. Why do you think Phil Regan was not brought back? Why was he hired in the first place? He was 80 years old. No, no, no. Hold on. I gave you, you the reasons. Can, you can't only go I one gave, way. I, I gave you the reasons. Don't you the don't... Mets get credit for hiring no. the guy? Again, I'm going to tell you the reasons again. He had a relationship with these guys before. Okay. It was an interim job. Yeah. And they figured it's easy but for the next few months. Who cares interim or not? It's a job. No, it's different than finding someone who has no relationship in the past with these guys uh, and has never worked with them. Phil no, has. No, I think he's been in the Met organization I a lot not, before. I'm not even sure that's relevant. No, but I'm giving you the reason. You just don't like the Be, reason. No, no. But you mean the reason for what? For why he was hired in the first place. Was he a competent pitching coach? Yes. Okay, so he got the job. Yes. And then it's their right to move on from him if they want to. Can they now, do it the because of only, age? No. If the only reason they moved on was because he was 80-plus years old, you cannot do that. But if you – now, and I'll say this. If Brody Van Schnotface was uh, <laughs> dumb enough to say to this guy, we are getting rid of you because you're old, 
then he should write a big but, fat check. But I want to. But there's no proof of that. But, but here's the thing: Phil Regan worked with every guy on that Mets staff because he was a minor league instructor for years. He was yes. in the Met farm system okay. forever. You can still so, be fired. Hold on, hold on. No, because I want I want this through your head. I got beautiful, it. Beautiful glowing head. Yeah. The reason he got the job is because he had a relationship with everybody on that staff. It made sense. It was easy. Okay. He already knows the guys. But they never had any intention of keeping him because he was old. How do you know that? Because it's obvious that that's what they did. That's not obvious at all. Oh, come on. Why they is hired that? a 33-year-old guy. Yeah, but that, so you're allowed to do that without it being are. age discrimination. You're allowed to do it as long as you don't say it. Well, but my point is there's no evidence that I've seen that he said it. I agree. If he came out and said, we'll replace you because you're old, then write the check. But if there's no proof of that, just because they replace you with a younger guy by 50 years, by the way, yeah. doesn't mean that that's why they replaced Look, you. You're right. That you're he's allowed gonna, to do that. In of the course, world. you're gonna have to supply proof if you're Phil right, Regan. That's all I'm saying. I'm just giving you my honest opinion as a Met fan that logically, yeah, they probably replaced yeah, him because I, he was I, old. I disagree because why? if that was the logic, they never would have hired him. I just told you why they uh, hired him. So he's him. the only pitching coach in the entire organization. Dude, he was the St. Lucie pitching coach for yeah. six years. He was a minor okay. league instructor. What for about the double-A pitching coach, he exists. He was the what perfect... What about the triple-A pitching coach, not, he exists? Come on. It's not even Come on. He was perfect for the job. He had worked with every young but arm. Here's what I don't get. And he was perfect as an intern. You can't say they fired him because of age when they hired him. He was an old guy. Yeah, but they hired him in the middle of June of a baseball so season. They hired him? Because he had a relationship with all nah. those guys and it was an easy hire. You're just trying to find a way. No, I'm not. Why I know what you're I, doing. Why would I do that? I don't, know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you have an affinity for him. Maybe he signed an autograph for you one day and you oh, he's a great guy. I don't know why. How do you know? That? But you can't you can't only say he was fired for age and not acknowledge that they hired him. Why do you think as was, an old man? Why do you think he was fired? I have no idea. I never heard of him before. Okay, well I'm telling you, I don't think he well, was fired. Well, then you'd fired. be a bad juror. I'd be a horrible juror because you already made up your mind without any evidence. I, I'm listen, listen. I'm giving you my opinion. on Yes. This. No, I'm, that's all I'm doing. No, you're not. I'm You're you stating opinion. what you think are facts that you've made up. Look, here are the facts that I did. Brody I, Van Wagenen I don't say know. we're getting rid of you because you're old. I never said I know he said that. Okay, I don't so know maybe if he, he said didn't that. say it. I'm talking about why he got the job and how they probably decided but to move on. But age wasn't an issue when they hired him. Because they hired him for an interim job. But he, was he old? Yes. So they had no problem with him being old when they hired when him. When you hire a guy in the middle of the season, it's yeah. far different than a guy you want as your no, long-term pitching guy. Of course it is. You either hire somebody or you don't. When you're firing a guy in the middle of the season yeah. like they did. Right. who they fire, by the way? Uh, Dave uh, Island. Okay, yep, guy. He was the pitcher. I remember him. So they fired Dave Island. Yeah. And they're like, wait a second. We got a guy who's been in the organization uh -huh. for a decade. Yeah. This is great. Single He's eye. worked with young Jacob DeGrom. Right. Well, he was also like a minor league assistant coordinator. Like okay. He was in the system working with everybody. Great. So he was logically perfect to continue working with Jacob DeGrom, with Zach Wheeler, with mm. Noah Syndergaard, with everybody. But when the season ended... Yeah, I could totally see the Mets saying, he's 82, we need to get younger. That's but, all I'm saying. But when he was 81, it was okay to hire him. We're going in circles. Uh, right. I give up on the circle. Right. I've already made my point to you. Because you, don't get you it. have Fine. to credit the Mets with hiring an 80-year-old. Oh now, if Brody Van Schnotface came out and said, you're too old, so we're firing you, then I'm lockstep with you. Pay the man. What sucks is but that... But you can't look at it only with the prism of... They fired him because he was old and not acknowledge that they hired him while he was old. Yeah, they hired him for an intern part of the job. But so what? I feel, the job's a job. What I feel bad about is that the Mets of today 
have nothing to do with this. Now, I get it when you buy a team. Well, that's the way that You're goes, inheriting yeah. every. Like, I understand like the way Like when Odyssey bought the radio I station I from it. CBS. I get it. You inherit good things and I, bad things. I, I understand why it happens. I'm just saying, like, my opinion on what probably happened in 2019 has no, like, I'm not commenting on what Steve Cohen did. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Or what uh, Billy Epler no, did. He no, had nothing no, to do with it. Nobody there didn't do that. But after the Brody-Jeff Wilpon era? Yeah. You think it's crazy that I think, yeah, they probably got rid of him because he's old? I mean, I don't know what they did. There were other accusations against Jeff Wilpon in the past, by the way. There were other lawsuits. Yeah, he was mean to a pregnant employee, yes, right? Was yeah, like that? that was one of them. Yeah, they fired up people uh, who were having a private conversation, telling uh, maybe a dirty joke, but behind That's closed something doors. something else that I, happened. So yeah. am I crazy to say, hey, listen, I'm not, not going to be in the jury, and I think they'll settle beforehand. But, yeah, they probably well, you got say rid I'm of ever, them. You're wearing a Met zip-up. They can't have you on the jury. They wouldn't have me on the jury. Plus, I just gave my opinion on Sports Talk Radio, so I'm, I'm disqualified. Yeah, you're pretty much disqualified. That's fine. Tommy's a jury duty today, but no word if he got picked. Any shot he gets picked for something? No shot. Would you want to be picked for something? Uh, well, it's a loaded question. I've always found myself... <laughs> Do you not want to answer this? I think I'd be a really good judge. I've always felt that about myself. That Judge Craig would be a great TV judge. Yeah, that would be some judge. Yeah, I would be. A, and I always thought I would be a really good lawyer. Really? But I can't do all that paperwork. A TV lawyer or a real no, lawyer? No, like a real lawyer. Oh, okay. But like a high drama courtroom lawyer. My problem, though, is when it comes to lawyers, there's so much paperwork you have to do. Eh, not for me. May I ask a question? No. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm going to ask? No, but I'm not going to like it, I'm probably. So, I, no, I apologize. You can ask me anything you want. Go ahead. Yep. Put me in a tough spot. No, no, you put are yourself you, in a you, tough spot. Are you allowed to serve on a jury? No. Okay. I'm not. That was my question. Yes. All right. So I apologize for even That's asking. Not, I don't mind answering ever, the question. Ever again? Or like, is there a time? It's a good question. I think, I think I can file some type of paperwork to be a gun owner, which I'm not anyway, but if I want to own a gun, I think I can file for that. You can file to have your voting rights restored. Right. Um, and I'm, I don't know about the jury one. I think it'd be an immediate, uh, I think you have to go to jury duty right. if you're called, but you'd be immediately disqualified. Well, most people, when they That's get. That's my gut, but I'm not sure. When I most people up. get the notice that they're due to serve they on jury duty, the garbage. they throw it out in the garbage or they go and they're very upset about it. So you actually have the benefit that you never have to worry about. You know, it's funny. It. When I was in the middle of the nonsense, I got called to jury duty. But for some reason, it was uh, for, like, Nassau County, mm. where I've never lived before. Really? And I called, you know, I called, at that point, I was like, I'm going to be a teetotaler. So there's a number you call. Yeah. So I called the number, and I said, look, I just got this notice. I'm pretty sure you're going to disqualify me. Right. But I want to acknowledge that I made the call. And I want you to officially tell me I'm disqualified. Mm -hmm. Well, why you? Why would you think you'd be disqualified? And I told them. And they're like, good luck to you. <laughs> Have a blessed day. You're disqualified. Wow. And uh, they, whatever my, the paperwork they did. My favorite moment on jury duty, and it's so typical of me, but I admit it, is I was doing nights at Sirius Radio. And so could I go back and do the show after serving jury duty? Maybe.
maybe, but I figured I'm taking the day off. So I get called for jury duty, and it happened to be the night where Carlos Beltran hits a game-winning home run off Ryan Madsen in the 16th inning. So I went to the game, a game I never would have gone to if I had to do my normal show. So I want to thank jury duty for getting me out of that dopey, serious show so I could see Carlos Beltran. Uh, Believe it or not, I did. So here's what happened. I went back like four days in a row. I finally got called, and I was on a jury. I was sitting in the room. And as the judge comes in, he says, I got great news. They just settled. You can all go oh, home. it was a civil case? So it was a civil case, and I was on the jury, but they never actually got to us. But they picked the jury. Got it. Yeah, yeah. The voir dire. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That was very exciting, but but, but I, I think you missed the headline. I saw Beltron. Oh, that was the headline. Hit the game winner <laughs> off Ryan Matson. Bottom of the 16th inning, and I wouldn't have been there without jury. And team. now without that stupid rule, we'll never see 16 innings again. I hate you. What is that? I hate you. Why won't we see 16 innings again? Well, they because we the, have the extra inning rule. Very put, unlikely. Because they put would. the Manfred man on second. You know exactly why you smart Are you still bothered by that? I don't like it. Oh. We've had a couple 12 inning games. Ooh. Not 16. Yeah, okay, I think Ooh. we've even seen some 13. <laughs> Here's uh, Frank in Manhattan quickly on the fan. Frank, how are you? All right, let me ask you something. Do you think Phil Regan will make it to court? He's going to be 86 in April. Well, I certainly hope so. Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. I hope so, too. He also, also, he uh, did make jokes about his age. That doesn't matter, though. Why would that matter? Well, there's two things. Like, he's not, that only matters if he's, uh, if the Mets lose and he's suing for emotional distress. Like, what you said, the lawyer claims. He can't get the comment out of his head. Well, no, if no, but can... hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Good. A guy making a self-deprecating joke about his age is far different than an employer saying, mm. I don't want you working here because you're old. No, man. no. Well, let me, there's yeah, two aspects to this case. Against you, no? Yes, the, yeah, 100%. Let me walk through. There's two aspects to it. There is, was it a wrongful termination? That's one aspect. And there's damages involved with that, X amount of dollars, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The second part, the really lucrative part, are the punitive damages that would come in if you can uh, convince the jury that you were emotionally distressed, you couldn't make love to your wife, uh, ruined your life, you're up at night all night, all that stuff that comes with it, right? If you can establish an on-the-record timeline of Phil always being in on the joke and openly mocking his age outwardly to other people... You can't go from a guy that makes jokes himself about his age to a guy that's now bothered by age. No, no, no. But th- can't the distress be from losing your job? No, that'd be nonsense. Can't the distress Not be from... I did a really good job, which he's going to argue. Sure. He's going to argue. He's going to he use numbers. Did. He's going to use numbers and say, hey, look. Look what these guys did. I yeah. was better. I yeah. shouldn't have lost my job. So uh-huh. isn't the distress that he's going to claim he has? I don't know if he has distress, but can't he argue? It's the fact that I was told. I don't think so. I'm not being. I think back? that's the first part of the case. Okay. And I think. And again, if you have any proof, smoking gun, that Brody said that, easy win. The other stuff's the complicated stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, did it really negatively impact the man's life? No, I think the negative like, impact. That's a tough sell to no, me. I'm not saying I believe that. The negative impact I would believe is the job. The yeah. fact that. But you're not probably- like you're not like 35. And now it's ruined my earning potential. No. You're 85. You have no earning potential. Right, but you did a job. You did it well. You can prove that and say, and they still got rid of me. And no one else has offered me a pitching coach job. I mean, they are allowed to fire you, though. Like, employers are allowed to fire people. Of course they are, but why? For no reason. That's what makes this tricky. Why do you think 
the Mets moved on from Felucci. I honestly don't know enough of they the exact probably, situation. Craig, I don't know. Craig, they probably, and I guess I'll use that word, they probably moved on maybe, because he's 82. Maybe he didn't get along with Brody. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe the players didn't relate so well. I have no idea. Maybe he fell asleep in the dugout because he's older. I don't know. Boy, that's, that's Could be a, a mean, lot of things. Mean comment. Not, not at all. Falling maybe he didn't fit in the in stirrups the well. And you're like, why is an 85-year-old guy wearing baseball pants? <laughs> Which is one of the dumbest things out there anyway. Yeah. Not his fault. It's just a baseball thing. It's a tradition. That's why I love Aaron Boone. He don't wear a jersey. Almost ever. He's supposed to. Nope. He's allowed to. No, no, no. Nope. There is a fine if you don't no. wear a jersey. Look it correct. Up. Look it up. He is allowed to wear the whatever, like... Uh, He's got to have the jersey underneath. No, he doesn't. Are you sure? 100%. I'm I thought there was it. a rule that you had to have it He on. has to. There are certain, like, sweatshirts that are approved in the dugout for managers. Right. Whatever he wears, that, you know, the sleeveless thing with the hood, whatever it is. He's allowed to wear that. He can't wear whatever he wants, but he doesn't have to put the jersey on, and he doesn't. Is that a new rule? I always thought you had to wear a jersey. Should I Google check you? You can do whatever you want. Who told you that? Booney? Yes. You think he's just said to get nah, fined I, every I, I game? Tr- I trust Boone. Yeah, me too. I don't trust you. I trust Boone. I trust Booney too. Okay. Yep. Buck's the same way. Buck the- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Or Jersey. I mean, when you're 90 years old, you wear... Look at you at this age thing. (laughs) He ain't 90. (laughs) It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and (laughs) WFAN.com. Carton and Roberts, what's up? Big topic for your show tomorrow morning, not here. What's that? But Trey Young is a coach killer. Because the Atlanta Hawks have just fired oh, Nate they? McMillan, according to oh, Adrian. Oh, is that right? Wojnarowski. What's that? It'll be on his third head coach, fourth head coach? What are we He's looking at? He's a coach killer, I tell you. There you go. When the report came out a few months ago that there were issues behind the scenes, my thought was TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't do it to start the All-Star break off. <laughs> why would you wait, <laughs> you know, four days into the All-Star break, right? Yeah. Seems silly. Uh, who's going to be the interim? I didn't see yet. I have not seen that from Woj yet. Oh, yeah, a lot of people are reaching him. out to me saying they don't like how you say the word interim. Joe Prunty will be the interim head coach. What did the I what? say? What did I, Joe Prunty will be the interim head coach. That's better. You said it right that time. How did I say it before? I don't know. It sounded weird. Yes, uh, Tommy, what do you got? 
There was actually a caller who wanted to comment on the way Evan said that word, and he hung up. But he wasn't happy with the way Evan was pronouncing interim. Well, how did I say it? I'm confused. I believe you said interim. Oh, did I say that? Is that incorrect? Yeah. Interim? But that's not, you, you said it weird. Interim. You said it like you had marbles in your mouth. <laughs> I let it go because it was comical to me. <laughs> Kept me awake for another five minutes. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you've ever had this issue. I'm really battling with something today. Yeah. And I don't know if you could relate to this. I'm really tired because I slept too much last night. <laughs> like, I got to sleep so early without basketball. Is no that offense right? to the Rangers and Islanders. Yeah. I went to bed so early, huh. and I woke up so late. Seems like a real problem you got on your Because my kids are off from school, so they're sleeping in too. Yeah. So I think I slept close to like 11 hours. Wow. And that may sound great on paper, but I'm really struggling throughout the day. Like, yeah, I think I, I think I slept too much. A little too much sleep there, huh? Have you ever had yeah. that problem? No. <laughs> I haven't. I'm really battling yeah. today, though. It's been tough. Has it been tough for you to stay yeah. awake after 11 hours of sleep? Too much sleep. It's almost like you got too much. I think I got like too your much Your body's sleep. like, that's too much sleep. Save yeah. some for somebody else. Yeah, real shame. Yeah, I, I feel for you. I really feel for you. Yep. You know what I'm going to do to make it better for you? What's that? When I get up this morning at 2, mm-hmm. I'm going to call you. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure you're not getting too much sleep again. And then when I get on the road at 3, I'll, I'll call you again. Oh, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I get to the Lincoln Tunnel about uh, quarter to 4, I'm going to call you again. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll make sure that you're not getting too much sleep. I'd appreciate that because I'm really dealing with a big issue of too much sleep itis. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Sorry, uh, I got your back. I'm your friend. Thank you, pal. I'm here to help you out. Here's uh, Doug in Connecticut. Dougie, what do you got? Good afternoon, guys. Back yes, show on radio, and I just want to tell you, I've got a simple solution yeah. This whole Phil Regan uh, disaster, yeah, please. And, uh, you know, the age discrimination. Steve Cohen says, "Why don't you go down to my place down in Florida? I got a beautiful waterway. Bring your dog. You can walk the dog every afternoon. Yeah, everything will be perfect." <laughs> Just use that personal touch. There you go. Yeah, listen. I think this thing gets settled out of court pretty quickly because I don't know what the actual damages could be here. Uh, it's it's sad if it happened the way Regan puts it. Uh, my gut is that there is not a smoking gun on it. If there is, it's easy. If there's not, yeah, listen, you don't want to make an 85-year-old guy feel bad. You don't want to go through the hassle of what would take three years in courts because that that's how long these well, things take. That's why I'm curious. And I, you don't want to wait it out for him to die because that's disrespectful. I know that it's not my money with Steve Cohen. I guess 50 that. grand, call today. But if what you're Steve doing? Cohen and you yeah. know you bought this team, yeah. and granted he was a minority owner at the time but very, very off the radar, wouldn't you almost say, I don't want to fight for these guys? Well, I think he's probably got insurance anyway. Right. So he's not, he's not, it's not coming out of his pocket. You know, if you own a company, you have insurance you know, for things like this. Just get it done. Whatever. What's the number? I would like, make a deal. How much money do you want? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wouldn't want to have my lawyers fight for an administration that's long gone. Yeah. That I probably don't have respect for. Because think about it. When Steve bought the Mets... Like, the first thing he did was fire Brody Van Wagenen. Like, he didn't even waste any time. Not just that. I got the Mets, you're fired. And then on the heels of some, obviously, uh, unfortunate hires, uh, he also had that independent law firm come in and go top to bottom on the entire uh, uh, office, forget about the players, and do a report whether or not there was an issue with harassment, uh, unsafe work environment. So to Steve Cohen's credit, he made sure that this was a friendly workplace for men and women alike. Right. Uh, so to me, I would sit down with Phil Regan, who I don't know, if I'm Cohen, say, we have the lawyers there because you have to now because it's, it's litigious, and say, what are we looking at? 
I want you to feel comfortable. I agree. I matter of fact, I respect your tenure in baseball. I'll bring them back. At I'd this love point you to too. come by. Yeah. That being said, it predates me. Let's just make it work. Figure it out. What's the number? It's if it's millions, go yaddy mine. I'm uh I'm very impressed with you. There you go. Because there was a part of me that thought when yeah. I saw this story yeah. that I was gonna have to deal with it's just the same old Mets. And well, this really... issue is the same old Mets, but it predates the current Mets. I know, Mets. but you're singing. It's just like... It... I thought I was going to do with that. I've I'm evolved, Evan. I uh, do new things. Yeah. Because most of my things get stolen and repurposed by everybody else anyway. Right. So I'm always constantly on the move. Constantly looking for something new. You know what you still do, though, consistently? What's that? You still try to throw your empty water bottles yeah, in a garbage can, and you miss them consistently. Matter of fact, that one bounce back. I may get another crack at it. <laughs> yeah. I get a rebound, You know too. who you look like? Julius Randle at the three-point contest. By the way, I own that. I own that. <laughs> I, I said publicly it was a terrible idea to have him be involved. I don't know whose idea it was. It was awful. There were enough competitors. We didn't need him. And uh, he made his son cry. So just remember that. No one's fault but his own. You made your own son cry on national TV. Terrible. And you have to explain to your son why you entered that dumb thing. 30% three-point shooter. And still takes the seventh most threes Meanwhile, in the league. Here's Jalen Brunson on vacation. Should have been an all-star. Could have been in the three-point contest. Could be doing all this crap. Yeah. And he's probably just hanging out by a beach. And when did Cabo become the destination for everybody? Started with Tony Romo. Yeah, matter of fact, I think you're right. That NFC playoff yeah. by Cabo thing. Is. Now, I've been to Cabo. I went there once. And it's nice and lovely and all that. To me, I get the same thing down the Jersey Shore. Uh, not in the middle of February. No, like in August. Okay, well, what do you want yeah. him to go? Like, why am I flying literally halfway across the globe to go uh, you know, sit on the so, beach and drink pina coladas. So I, act, I can do it in Jersey. In August and July, I'm with you. Like I tell my wife, I don't want to go anywhere in August and July. That's too a warm weather climate. But in February, uh, of course. Yeah. What you know, a crazy story? So I'm at this resort in Cabo. Now, this is prior to being introduced to 1800 tequila, which hey, real, I love. Real quick before yeah. you continue your story. What celebrity do you think he name drops right here? No, Big no, Max. no celebrity. No Time celebrity. out. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. Well, no, I mean, that no, was the Dominican. That's oh. the Dominican Republic. Yeah. I mean. Casino, yeah. I haven't heard that story. I'm, I'm curious. In Cabo? Yeah. Could be a lot of people. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, a famous person saved my life. Randy Moss. I'm going to go with Randy Moss. that's another Moss. story for another day. Right, go ahead. We'll hear so in any event, yeah. they have uh, this expensive uh, thing called uh, Azul. Mm -hmm. And it's like a ceramic bottle. And most people don't know, there's a bell on top. You probably didn't know that. And you hit the top, bing, and then you open it and you pour it out, right? Well, there's one of those bottles in every room of uh, your hotel uh, suite we were in, right? So I'm like, this is great. They give you free tequila while you're staying there. So every day I'd wake up, right around lunchtime, I'd open up a bottle. I'd pour some out and have a shot. I'd close the bottle and I'd go about my day, right? Mm -hmm. Well, when the, when the, like, the cleaning crew comes in... If they see a bottle that's open, they replace it with a new bottle, much like they would your shampoo or your soap in the shower. So every day, they're bringing three or four bottles of this very expensive tequila into our room. Every day, I, I open <laughs> Why not? Dude, I had like a $5,000 tequila <laughs> bill. I can imagine.
<laughs> Who's the celebrity that ended up paying it for you? No. It's got to no. be somebody. A celebrity saved my life, though. While okay, I was there. here we go. I can't get into that story on the air. You can't tell us the celebrity? I'll tell you off the air. I'll not tell you on the air. You won't tell us the celebrity? No. No. Give me a hint. All right, I, I can tell you the celebrity. That's all we want. But I can't tell you the story. That's fair. Is that fair? We just need which celebrity kind of name drop you're going to give us. That's all we're looking for here. It's a game we play at home. Here's right? another Craig yeah. Cutton name drop. Well, to be, I, to be com- completely straight with you, yeah. it wasn't even the celebrity. It was the celebrity's bodyguards. So the bodyguard of a celebrity. Two bodyguards. Usher. Not bad guess. Look at me. No. French Montana. French Who Montana? you don't know. Of course I know French Montana. Okay. Yeah. Come on. French Montana's bodyguards possibly saved my life. From drowning? No. From getting my ass kicked. Oh, from getting <laughs> That makes more sense, actually. <laughs> and probably kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. That was on the table. <laughs> what a way to go out. That would not have been a good way to go out at all. Here's Artie in Brooklyn. Artie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. What's going on? So, uh, I, I, look, I understand how Zach is on a, a you-know-what list with a lot of Jet fans, including you, okay? Mm-hmm. But to say that he is not, definitively, not going to be part of his team is, is just a wrong statement. It could be your opinion. But here's the thing. I don't think it okay? makes sense for him to be a part of this team. That's, that's okay. really what this is that's, based that's, on. It just doesn't make fun. sense. But, okay, but... How about if you, you can't even tell me who the GM and the coach is going to be next year? How about this? They, you were the GM that drafted this kid in the second, the second pick. Yeah. Right? You always say that they got the GM connected. Yep. You're telling me in these two years, you as a GM will just get this. I understand if you could trade him for a second round pick. Artie, what about the other fifty? Artie, what about the other fifty-two guys in the locker room that say, "What the f are you doing? This guy can't play. Why is he here?" Okay, and the other thing too. Okay, is it all? Well, I mean, there's no, there's guys? no, there's no answer to that, right? Well, and here's the other. Thing. He's not the yeah. only guy in the locker room. Everybody else matters too. So, if Craig gets what he wants, and Derek Carr is the quarterback, one of the appeals of Derek Carr, as you pointed out, is he could be a guy for five, six years. Right. He's not retiring anytime soon. Right. So that means what for Zach Wilson? Bye bye. Bye bye. Right? right. He's not around. Right. So the decision on Zach's future then is going to be based on which quarterback he gets. No, that he's doesn't gone. make any sense. He's the decision gone. on his future is based on what we've seen from and, him. And and I give Joe Douglas a lot of credit because Joe Douglas I think has done a really solid job as GM, even though he hasn't given us a coach yet. We're not sure. Hasn't given us a quarterback yet, and hasn't given us a left tackle, which are three pretty important things. But the rest of it he's done a fine job on. I appreciate that Joe Douglas is going to take the L. He's going to. He's going to say, yeah, I screwed up the quarterback pick. I'm going to take an L. And I think there's a lot of general managers that won't do it. They're going to continue to try to stick that thing in the square hole or the peg in the well, square listen, hole their version or whatever of, that phrase their is. Their version of doing that is keeping Zach on the roster, which I think when it's all said and done, they won't. But they're paying lip service to the fact that we are going to get a veteran quarterback, maybe Aaron, maybe Derek, maybe Jimmy, whatever it is. But we are also keeping Zach around. Now, I'd like to think when push comes to shove and they've acquired that veteran quarterback, then it's a lot easier to say goodbye to Zach because you've got the guy in there. It's done. We're locked in. But uh, they've been at least consistent publicly that they're not. So I think the reason why you wait is the same reason why the Mets, the Mets, the Jets traded Sam Darnold first week of April. Because they waited for the musical chair game to end. 
Yeah. And let's find out which team is going to go into next year with no locked-in quarterback. And by the way, and who's going to take the right. gamble on Zach Wilson? Right. And it doesn't have to be a second-round pick. I don't care what it is. As long as he's not on this roster and the Jets have made a clean break, let it be a fifth-round pick, man. It doesn't right. matter. Uh, and regards, and just so people know, like Mike White's not definitely coming back either. He's a free agent. He signed a one-year deal. Now, the issue with Mike White, and I do feel for the kid, is that three weeks to go in the season before his ribs took a beating, and he looked like he is an uber-competent quarterback and certainly is a backup, if not a starter in the league, he would have had multiple offers to be the backup on a lot of teams. But then all of a sudden, the ribs took the beating they took, and his play, as we could expect, uh, commensurately went boop. But he also has to deal with the fact that two years in a row, he's dealt with injuries, right. short-circuiting his hot In very limited opportunities. Yeah, so Mike White's going to be a backup, and I yep. still think he could be a backup here with the Jets. Yeah, listen, I think uh, with last year they gave him uh, two and a half million bucks. Uh, would Mike White come back to be Derek or Aaron Rodgers' backup for a couple million bucks? You bet your ass he would. Well, he's not getting, a, he's start- not getting a starting he's job. He's not getting a starting job. Right, exactly right. Exactly right. You think if he's forced into action, they'll wear jerseys and Mike F. and White shirts with Aaron Rodgers? I think on the people sideline? will very quickly forget about Mike F. and White if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. No, I'm, no, I'm talking about the teammates. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everyone, I think they'll forget be... that he exists. No, you don't think so? Ah, uh, it's a good. You, you know, know what? gonna get all Big Mac, hyped up. Big Mac asked a very good question. What caused two years in a row, Craig? Not one yeah. year in a row. Two. It happened again. We all did it again. What caused? That roster to feel that way about White. Was it Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson has no connection they, to the guys in that locker room. Or is it that they really, really like him? So I think it's a great question by you. Yes. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. He's trolling you. No, he's not. Well, he is, but he isn't. Well, I, I mean, I'm kind of trolling. He is, but it's a good question. It's, it's a, He's right, though. I'm kind of asking the question. Aaron Rodgers trolling. gets hurt. It's six weeks into the year. He's playing great. And he's going to miss a week or two, right? That's yeah. a week or two. And Mike White is going to come in. Am I wearing, I'll ask it about myself, Am I wearing my Mike Bleep and White shirt? I certainly hope not. Are the Jet and players? Can, can, I, can you please tell the U Stadium guys to not sell them next year, too? <laughs> I mean, they did a great job. We have them. I liked wearing it. But I'm not doing that for three straight years, guys. I'm not. We need something new. But do you think it would happen? Of course it would. Okay, that's all big We're trade saying. donkeys. That's all we are. <laughs> Oh, Mike White. <laughs> Do you think if, if the Jets are three and two, on, Rogers is playing well, they're three and two. Yeah. He gets hurt. Yeah. Mike White starts and he plays really well. Do you think Jet fans are gonna say, you know what, bro? He's our guy. Let's keep Rogers on the bench and let's play Mike White. <laughs> yeah, I think Artie and Brooklyn are calling and go, oh, I told you I love this Mike White. He's the guy. Yeah, I think uh there'll be shows that do that, yes. Because we're idiots. We can't help ourselves. You know, I never liked that Aaron Rodgers anyway. Mike White's shown that he's got flashes of brilliance. <laughs> okay. You Mike imagine? White. You guys went crazy over a backup quarterback who can't stay on the well, field. Well, because well, he played well. And he was yeah. that much better than well, Zach How many Wilson? games did he really play well in? Two? And he couldn't get him in the end zone against Minnesota and screwed up my whole yeah, but, Illuminati thing? Yeah, but he played well in that game. He played better than Zach. The ball was dropped by Braxton Berrios, Craig. Yes, it was. And he missed a wide open Elijah Moore okay, for the game when he touched more good throws than bad throws in that game. Debatable. By a lot. Debatable. No, it's not debatable. Somewhat debatable. Go watch the tape. We'll watch it together. I actually, I watched it this morning. Did you? Yeah. What'd you come up with? That I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I came up with. That's about it. 877-337-6666. Look at Big Mac barking orders in there. I like that.
I like this. He's got a new guy working next to him. Yep. You got to take command and control of wow. uh, your room. Barking orders. You I know like what it. he loves most about Vincent Von Vincent? He doesn't feel like he's a threat to steal the bridge show at all. Well, because he remember, people, you know, he's a part-time guy. He wasn't even <laughs> on the list of nope. part-time talk show hosts. So Big Mac feels very comfortable next to him. Like, hey, he's not going to steal any of my bridge shows. Meanwhile, I did get a note from uh, Spike. Hold on a second. I'll bring it up real quick. Great job today talking Giants and Jets football. Well done. Fantastic uh, segment on the Mets. Good job. Sorry I didn't have time to talk to you today. Oh, by the way, please promote one programming note that tonight's bridge show will be hosted by tonight's bridge show show mm-hmm. will be hosted by Paul Rosenberg. <laughs> if you could just let that? people know that, uh, we'd like to give him a shot and uh, wish him the best of luck. <laughs> so there you go. Wow, not bad, kid. Who saw that coming? I didn't. Any- no, I mean I'd like to be notified. Why yeah. would you be notified? Because I, I thought I was on the schedule. Oh. Well, you better talk to Spike. Uh, talk to there Spike. may have been a change. 877-337-6666. I thought I had no words. You guys, you guys are very contradictory. More of your calls coming up. Daniel Jones. I give him one year, $10 million, and tell him to suck it. Uh, of course, the New York Jets waiting for Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. And lots in between here on The Fan. It's Carton and Roberts on The Fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Uh, we can squeeze some calls in here. Why not? Carton and Roberts. We have Anthony. Uh, good afternoon, Anthony. How are you? Hello. Did you say Anthony? Uh, you sure did. Hey, what's up, man? So, um, first off, I love how you started the show talking about Daniel Jones is not the guy. Thank you. I mean, um, there's a list of reasons. I mean, he had one conference win last year. Since he's become the quarterback, we have the sixth worst record in the NFL, the sixth. So that's four years we've been terrible um, one good year out of four, uh, the rookie year, he had almost, I think he had the same amount of turnovers as touchdowns. And also people talk about if you pay him $30, $35 million, you can't run him as much because you can't risk him getting injured. And oh, no, no, you got to play him the same way. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I just disagree. Like, you can't treat him any differently because of the amount of money he's making because I think the beauty of Daniel Jones is his athleticism. And without his legs, he's not a quarterback. No, 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 and I understand that, that that's that's his number one thing. I, I completely agree with that, but they're not going to risk your $30, $35 million quarterback getting hurt, especially when he's only had one full healthy season. But look, so I got I got three solutions. Not solutions, but this is what I would do. So I think Justin Fields is a better quarterback. He's a better arm, better runner, and they got a new GM. They didn't they didn't draft Fields, so I would call them up and see what they want. I don't know if they could just straight up. I think you're, I think you're complicating it. I think it's very simple. Uh, he, right now in the moment, makes the most sense for the Giants. The Giants make the most sense for him. It now comes down to what is the reasonable number, without getting all crazy about $45 million, that makes sense. Yeah, but he wants to move on from him. That's yeah, what our last caller saying. And, and the Giants aren't, by the way. Like, I get that opinion. I disagree with you, but I get it. The Giants aren't going to do that. And if you want Justin Fields, and I don't believe the Chicago Bears are going to trade him. But let's just say they let's say they do. They have the number one overall pick. They want to reset the quarterback clock, draft yeah. their own guy. Okay. Do you know what it's going to cost to get him? It's going to cost multiple first-round picks. Right. And while Justin Fields played well last year and showed great potential, he's still kind of an unproven commodity. So you're going to give up multiple first-round picks for a quarterback while still needing to fix the rest of that roster. Is that really the course of action you want to take? 
I tell Listen, you, this Joe Shane's not going to do it. I think we're complicating it. it to me, it's, it's about the dollars and cents. That's all. I agree. They're not. They're not actively looking to get rid of them. They're not bringing Derek Carr in here. Anybody else? I think they should at least consider it. They're not. Uh, I think they view Daniel Jones on a couple more years, uh, two or three year deal. They can get it. Daniel Jones has an agent who's obviously going to try to get as much as he can. That's his job. And I think when it's all said and done, you're looking at maybe a three- or four-year deal. I think the Giants But I think plan, the numbers are crazy. I don't think he's worth it. But you can't get crazy about those numbers because that's not what he's going to get. Well, it's, it's also up to the guarantee, right? How much also, is the guarantee? Right. It's not really what matters. The only thing that matters is how, many, how much of it's guaranteed, how much of the hook are you on for it over the next few years, and do you have an ability three years from now to say, okay, not the answer, let's move on. I think what the Giants want to do over the next two years is build up this roster. And if they decide two years from now with a loaded roster, you know what? He ain't the guy. You move on. Yeah. But I think for now, he's the guy. They aren't deciding Daniel Jones is the guy for the next decade. I think they're deciding Daniel Jones is the guy for the next couple of years. Uh, guy up in Boston just got suspended for a week. Radio guy. Did you see that story? I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, the very popular uh, Felger and Felger and uh, Maserati show. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one uh, afternoon drive show uh, up in New York. In Boston. Um, We're a number one in New York. Uh, we're number one. Thanks for reminding me. I have me. to correct you. Number one show up in Boston. <laughs> uh, just got suspended for the rest of the week. How about that? Yeah. For uh, for racist banter, racist banter. Yes, 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 yes. And he put apologized. Out, put out of uh, almost a teary eyed apology. Uh, apparently, uh, they were on uh, one of their hosts was on a remote. The other guy was in the studio. There were some people sitting behind one of the hosts, and uh, Maserati said some things. I'm not saying the words. I'm not going to repeat them. That were offensive. Clearly, racist and offensive. Uh, there's a big hubbub about it now. And he said, late in the show on Friday, I made some comments that angered and upset some people, and rightfully so. I wish I could take them back. I can't. They were insensitive. They were hurtful. And frankly, they hurt the cause for those of us who believe in racial and social equality and all those things. And I do. I'm on that side of the line. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Which is what made this thing so difficult in so many different ways. I owe everyone an apology. It's not who I am. It's not who we are. And on and on and on. So how about that? So he's been suspended. Yeah. Do you think after the suspension he'll be all right? Or do you think he's going to get fired? Well, you know what? He's been there for a very, very long time. And while I don't know his entire career, my understanding is that he has not been thought of or had any ever been accused of or doesn't, you know, you know, speak uh, hate speech or rhetoric that would make you think he's racist. Right. He clearly said something very offensive. And he's being suspended for it. Right, right, right. And my gut is that that should be that. You know, suspended four days without pay. Comes back on Monday, will be contrite, I'm sure. Sensitivity training. Mm -hmm. And I think he moves on. Mm -hmm. What it does, though, is I think it changes how you now react to when other people say things that are objectionable. Right. You know, you lose the moral high ground. You now can't come out. If uh, a Boston athlete or commentator or broadcaster said something offensive, you now lost your voice. Have you ever gotten in trouble? Yes. No, that, Time to take a break. Uh, uh, that was not what I meant. Yes. I meant where you said something on the air. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you, you have a long a, enough career. Yeah, you say you, things that you, are objectionable. Were you had to come on and apologize? I have to think about that one. Yeah, of course. Yes. 32-year career? Sure. 
but we damn ran out of time. For this <laughs> okay. Thank you, S and We'll have to see you in a bit. Yeah, maybe tomorrow we'll do yeah, it again. It's such a long, great radio career that it's fascinating. Sometimes I mean, uh, some might say a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, some may say. Some might say Hall of Fame career. So I guess on the next Cardin Roberts, we will de- examine. No, we won't. If Craig has ever said anything on the air that warranted him coming we'll on We'll start by air. looking at your career as a Maxim host on Sirius <laughs> and see what kind of content you were putting I did. forth. No, no, I did. I had to apologize yeah. once. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Okay. Uh, it's in your past. You've moved on. That's You're right. good. That's yeah? Right. That's right. You're welcome. Thank you. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. As much as I get mad... And some of those like crazy rules in baseball, like I was complaining to Big Mac last week about the Manfred runner on second. Over the weekend, I decided while I was hanging out with my boys, about uh, my actual boys, right? that's not slang for anything, like my sons, um, I put on the XFL on one of the excess uh, TVs that we have. Usually I have for the NFL season where I got like five games on. So we got Paw Patrol on one TV, which everybody loves. We got uh, the NBA All-Star Saturday night on one, and then I put the XFL on, just out of morbid curiosity. So I wouldn't say I was watching the XFL. I would say that I had it on. And I started to notice some of the funky things that they do. And I got to admit, like some of that funky stuff is not bad. Like That extra point thing where you don't kick an extra point in the XFL. Apparently, this is what I, I I think I saw while having it on one of these TVs, is that you could go for one, you could go for two, you can go for three. And it's all like different offensive plays. Like you can go from the one-yard line. I think it was the one. Was it the one-yard line, Big Mac? But you weren't watching the XFL? I was not watching the XFL. No. Rosie definitely was watching the XFL. No, I was not watching the you XFL. You were not glued to the XFL? No. Come wow. on. Okay, don't, I guess I was the only one. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass who, Rosie? No, you. You, you were not watching the XFL. Well, if you actually listened to the first two minutes of the segment, you heard what I was saying. But I'll say it again for you. Yeah, I did. I had it on one of the TVs in the background. Still. So I wasn't really watching the XFL, but it was there. But I noticed that they got, like, these interesting different rules. Like, it's actually not that bad. Where you can go for one, go for two, or go for three. Like, you can't kick an extra point. So I think when you go for one, it's from the one-yard line. Let's just say that. You go for two, it's from, like, the two-yard line. And when you go for three, I think it's from, like, the five-yard line. And at first you say, well, that's that's weird. That's crazy. But it's not. It's actually not that crazy. Like, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Now, I wasn't drawn into the game, but I saw the appeal of it. Like, when you're down by nine, all of a sudden, okay, it's a one-score game. And it really, when you think about it, isn't that crazy because we had a lifetime where there was no two-point conversion. Like, that was created. The three-point shot was created. And now for our era, we just accept that we have it, and it's, like, not that big of a deal. It's not that nuts. But the older gentlemen and ladies that listen to this show would tell you, you know, Sonny Boy, there was no three-point shot in the NBA back in the day. Yeah, it didn't exist. And then they created it. People thought it was crazy. And now, how could you watch an NBA game without the three-point shot? Two-point conversion, same thing. I mean, I actually remember as a football fan growing up, there not being a two-point conversion. So why would you think that a three-point conversion is that crazy? Like, why is that that nuts? Yeah, I don't think it's that nuts. I don't like the idea of from the one, from the two, from the five. I don't know if there's value there. Why wouldn't you? Who would go for one from well, the I, one and not I, go for two? In fairness, two? I have You're to. Not sure. I have to double check what the actual rule is. Yeah. 
XFL extra points. Is that how you would Google it? And isn't there something where instead of like an onside kick, you can try a fourth and 15 or something? I was going to get to that in a minute. Let me finish off with this, all right? Stop jumping the gun here. Oh, (laughs) no. So teams that score touchdowns have the option to go for one point. It's a single down from the two-yard line. See, I was wrong. Okay. From the two. If you go for two, it's from the five. Okay. If you go for three, it's from the ten. Okay. So if this is like early in the game and you just scored a touchdown, you're probably going for one, I would assume. Yeah. Two-yard line versus five-yard line. I would think so, yeah. Right. So you won't won't start going for three. Until you need it. Until you need it, Yeah. yeah. So it's more of a way, like a desperate way to keep a game closer. Because obviously right right now in the NFL, if you're down by 17 points, it's a three-score game. If you're down by 16 points, you could rationalize, well, if I go for two twice, it's a two-possession game. If you have the ability to make a touchdown a nine-point possession, technically, look, I'm doing math for you, if it's an 18-point game, it's still a two-possession game. So it is a way to make a game kind of last longer. I don't think it's that nuts. And I'm usually the Grinch. I'm usually the traditionalist. But I I just don't think it's that stupid. I mean, I guess the question is, do you think the NFL is going to steal it? I believe they stole the XFL Skycam back when it originated in the original version, and the NFL kind of swiped that But there's a big difference between stealing camera angles and stealing rules. Now, the NBA took the three-point shot from the ABA after they murdered. Now, granted, it's a very long time ago, and now we can't picture the league without it, but... The one rule that they would take, maybe not the going for two, going for three, though I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule anything out with Roger Goodell in the NFL because I think they're desperate. They're desperate for points. And desperate isn't the right word because why would they be desperate? They're the number one sport in America. But I think they're open to changing rules to try to add more offense and make games more exciting. But the rule change that I think will happen, like will happen at some point, is the one Big Mac was mentioning. How instead of going for an onside kick, you would allow a team the option to go for it on 4th and 15. They've talked about it. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have voted upon it, the rules committee. And because the onside kick has become so difficult to recover and has become, let's face it, a yeah. real boring play in sure. the NFL now, I think that's the one that comes. I that's think not within a bad the next idea. five years that happens. I, th- I think you'd have to – the only thing is, like, for me – a defensive holding on the other side of the field can't give you a first down. Totally. You have, you have to change some of the – that would have to just be a five-yard penalty, and now it's one play for ten yards or something. Yeah, it's funny you, you say that. You can't just give guys first downs. Anytime I've ever had this discussion, because the other ones I don't think I've ever talked about because it's so weird and funky with the XFL to going for two, going for three. We've talked about fourth and 15. I know Beningo and I had the conversation years ago, and that's the first thing he brings up. Yeah. That the reason he would hate it is the cheap holding call yeah. that gives you an automatic first down. Yeah. The problem is – if you know a hold is only a five-yard penalty, as a defensive player, there, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. no like real negative to it. You know what I mean? Like ah, it's a well, it's fourth and ten now. Yeah, I get. Yeah, but that's still that's more manageable than right. Fourth but and you're 15. not you're not risking the idea that that hold could lead to right. an automatic first now, down. All you can get is the fifteen, right? What do you you mean? can't score a touchdown on it. I think you? it's a fourth and 15, yeah. Oh, it's just like a fourth and 15 play? Oh, you're running a fourth and 15. Oh, I got you. No doubt. Okay. But I look this From up. wherever you are on the, like, from where, the 50-yard line? No, from no, the... no. So remember, you just scored a touchdown. Right. Huh? So you need to recover an onside kick. Yeah. Right? You're desperate. Yeah. So instead of running an onside kick, let's say now you're down six, right? Yeah. You're just going for it on fourth and 15. I think from your own 20 is the way they set it up. And if you fail... They get the football at the twenty yard line. Like it's a it's a huge penalty for failing on fourth and fifteen. Right. But 
at that point in the game, yeah. the thought is that play, even if you fail, yeah. is going to be more exciting sure. than an onside kick. Right, I get that. Because I looked up the failure and success rate at going for it on 4th and 15, and I compared it to an onside kick. It ain't that different. Yeah. Like, teams don't convert on 4th and 15s. Right. So I know you hear it and say, oh, my God, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not that crazy because most of the time the teams are going to fail. But that play, as a football fan, will be 50 to- times more exciting I would think so. than the onside kick where, up oh, somebody recovers, okay, game over, as compared to, all right, Mahomes drops back to pass. Looks left, looks right, throws deep, incomplete. Like, it's just a more exciting 30 seconds. No? No, I I agree with you on the misses, but on the makes, I think recovering an onside kick is probably more exciting than getting a fourth and 15. Yeah, I don't know. You think so? I think so. Why? Because it's going to be deemed, no matter what the numbers are, it's going to be deemed more of a miracle. Yeah, but when you recover an onside kick, like we saw the Jets do it this year. Yeah. You're just falling on a football. No, I understand. That's it's not a football doing. play. No, I get that. But it, it's still just, oh, hey, you covered the kick. Like, you don't expect it. A fourth and 15 happens. It feels like it happens a lot. It's just Rosie, making a good football play. Good. Right now, I'm going to give you producer research. Google the success rate on fourth and 15. You're going to be surprised. I bet you it's like 5%. Yeah. Very low number. Like, it's not a high number. And the only reason I've warmed up to this, this rule change more than I would have a long time ago is when they changed the onside kick. They made it so impossible that you never see it. Like, we rarely, 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 rarely see the onside kick successful. By the way, the other rule, and this jumps out at your eyes if you put the XFL on for 30 seconds, is the kickoff rule. So basically, everybody's lined up together, and you can't, if you're blocking for the returner or you're trying to tackle the returner, you can't move until the ball is caught by the returner, and then everybody runs at each other. So there's no movement prior to the kickoff. Watch it on YouTube. Like, it looks weird, but it's fascinating. It actually leads to more kick returns. Oh, sure. If you can't, you can wait. So no off one the can. kickoff line. Off the, so, no, no. So everybody's lined up. I got to see exactly where they're lined up. But you've got your guys blocking in front of the returner. Sure. You've got the other guys, the defenders on the other side. Right. And they We're have on the to line wait. Of scrimmage right. with, with the ball. They have to wait until the ball is caught by the returner before they could go and make any kind of move. They're standing there. Oh, waiting. they're further down the field. Correct. I got you. Oh, okay. Correct. They're on the 35 yard line. Who's on, so the guys the, are on the 35 yard line. The the, the the kickoff team. The the kicker is back where a kicker normally is. Kicker's in a normal spot. But the the line for the kickoff are lined up the def, like the the kickoff team, the entire line of scrimmage is like the 35. Correct. They That's can't crazy. move until the ball it's a weird-looking thing, but then when so you watch more, it, yeah. that, that one's they, good, by the way. It's gonna it, that's a safety issue watching it. There's no doubt in my mind. A safety issue for whom? There are more injuries there, on that play? No, less injuries. They're doing this for safety. Yeah, because it's, it's going to limit the amount of speed. You're not running full speed for 30 yards yeah, but before you hit someone. Big Mac, you're, big you're, and the and the the kick return team is only five, is on the 30, so you guys are five yards apart. The the act the the impact of only running into someone from five yards as opposed to a full head of steam from right, 25 right. yards. I mean, that's why they're doing it. Yeah, but think about this. Think about two things that occur from this play. Yeah, and you'd have to say, well, that's actually pretty good. Number one, less injuries. Your point you just made eloquently. Second thing is more returns. People want more returns. No doubt. So if you're getting more returns and you're doing it in a safer way, isn't yeah. that a win-win for everybody? Probably. Yes. Until you start to like watching the first one, 
it looks like it's going to be more difficult to have a return, but that could just be one kickoff. They all look similar. But I don't just, know. It felt like there was a better chance to actually return kicks. Maybe I'm wrong about no, that. No, I mean, I guess. Now, you got to remember, Big Mac, yeah. I was watching it via glance. Right. I had it on a TV. The background. It was background. I did do the research for you. 21.9% for 4th and 15. Wow. I'm, I'm surprised by that's that. A, that's a big number. That's for a big number. 4th and longer than 15, it was 13%. Maybe you got to make it 4th and 20. Maybe you got to make it longer because I just think with the with <laughs> the amount high. with the amount of offensive firepower, fourth and fifth, it's not that difficult to get a fifteen yard play. Yeah, I guess that that's the, it's just not that hot, tough. It's not that tough. What was Mahomes the, can run for that in ten seconds? What was the onside kick recovery rate before they changed the rules? Because if it was a similar number, then I'd be like, eh, that's not too bad. Yeah, and I don't think it was as high as twenty. I don't think it was as high as twenty because the, the rate now is like no, I know one percent. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. it's it's impossible to recover. It's a pointless it. play. I have no problem getting rid of it. And I don't even necessarily dislike the fourth and fifteen. I, I'm just telling you, I think I would. It still feels like more of a miracle. I would be scared. Like if like put it this way, I know now that we've just said the numbers have gotten crazy with the onside mm-hmm. kick, but if I have the lead and I'm kicking off on an onside kick. I feel pretty good I'm okay. Yeah. But, like, if if I have the lead and I have to stop someone on 4th and 15, I don't feel that Oh, way. I'd be nervous as hell. Nervous as hell. But I think a big you, part. Which tells you why what one's more difficult. As, yeah. as going against it, I feel 10 times but worse. But to the first thing you said about this, the thing that would make me most nervous is a penalty. Yeah. The thing that would make me most nervous is, oh, God, here we go. Here's the cheap hole You'd that's going to lead to first You'd have down. to maybe make a whole 10 yards instead of five, but you can't give, you can't yeah. give them the play. I agree with you. It'd have to be something so that you don't get illegal contacts leading yeah. to a first down. Yeah. The onside kick success dropped from 21% to oh, 6%. Wow. wow, so think it about was, this. It's the same as the original. That's yeah, crazy. Then, then I'm, you know what? Now you convinced me. Yeah. I'm in favor. So 21 to 6% after the new rule. So the drop when they changed the onside kick rule went when, from 20%, which is okay, yeah. eh, not crazy. Now it's down to 6%, which is higher than I even thought, Yeah, but still very low. The success rate on 4th and 15 is 21%. Yeah. yeah. So basically this new rule, if you ever adopted it, would get us back to the pre-onside kick rule level. And it's a football play, and it's, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. You see? I like you it. guys, you mock that XFL. I didn't mock yeah. it. We don't mock it. We don't mock it. We, we I don't watch it. From them before. Well, hold on a second. I have no interest in watching it. I'm yeah. not watching it. It was on in the background. That's watching. That's watch. I agree no, with Max. Not. No, it's not. Sure it is. Well, what, what else was on in the background? I just, I at the beginning of the segment, I said, but you weren't listening. You were too busy doing what God knows what you were doing. Yeah. So you were I said Paw Patrol. That was one show that was on. Okay. Yeah. The, I had Paw Patrol. I had the NBA Saturday night. The XFL was like a doubleheader. They had like a 3 o'clock game and an 8 o'clock game. So we had Paw Patrol. We had the NBA. Eventually, we had Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Had a little XFL. A lot of things going on. Do you, rem- do you remember what episode of Paw Patrol? No. Chase running up the tree? I have no idea. All I know is there's a YouTube channel with a live Paw Patrol. Okay? So there's always Paw Patrol going on. All the time. Just a 24-7 cycle it's of Paw Patrol. A, bro, it's a 24-7 cycle of nothing but Paw Patrol. And it's like magic because the kids <laughs> love them Paw Patrol. They love it. Yeah. Are your they kids too it. old for that, Chris? Paw Patrol? No, no, no. He's got... His oldest is older than mine. No, uh, they went through a phase. They're not that big Paw Patrol. They're, not, they're out of Paw Patrol? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. They go through phases. By and the way. They might come back to it because we went through like... Cars, like the, oh, obviously, yeah. cars was the thing. That was the thing. Lightning like, McQueen, two, th- two or three months, like every day, cars, cars, cars. Had to bring his cars. Every, you know, he bought the toy cars. And all yeah. that. Had to bring it everywhere. He went cars, 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 cars. Disappeared. 
It's gone. Gone. For four or five months. The last two days, all of a sudden, cars are coming back. Oh, it came back? Yeah, we've got, you go through cycles. Have, have you your boys cycles. ever watched Blippi? you familiar with Blippi? Yes. I got a scandal for you. Got a blimpy scandal, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a blimpy? A blippy. Blippy, the guy Blippy. He's, he's a guy. He's, 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 a, he's, he's like, a guy? Yeah, he, has a TV, he has a TV show. He wears so, orange and blue. He so, like Blue's Clues. I think everybody knows that Blippy used to do, like, really weird humor. But that's 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 out there. I'm not going to address that again. Okay. So my youngest was watching Blippy this morning. Mm-hmm. And I say to my wife, I said, honey, that's not Blippy. And she says, oh, yeah, you didn't hear? I said, what? Blippy? Blippy pawned off Blippy onto a new Blippy. Really? He retired. So there's some other guy who's very similar to Blippy. Yeah, like, okay. imitates Blippy very, very well. It's like Giannotti doing a Francesa. Okay. You can't even tell the difference, right? right. It's really good. It's Blippy doing Blippy. But I'm looking close and I'm you know, squinting. And I'm like, wait a second. That's not freaking Blippy. So apparently, this Blippy got so big for his britches, he said, I don't have to record these lame videos anymore. I'm going to hire somebody that's just like me. Sit back and collect the Blippi yeah. money without being Blippi. I don't have to be Blippi anymore. Yeah. The stories about this, I just typed in Blippi. Now, I said B-L-I-P-P-Y. Apparently, it's an I. It's an I. Yeah. Come on, there get is, your head out of your derriere. There is a uh, you know a rabbit hole of things right now you can find out about Blippi. Well, and I told the true you. Story. I know, I understand the that. Adult, but... The adult humor stuff. Apparently, this guy who turned into Blippi mm-hmm. would make, he would do comedy that was grotesquely funny. Is the way I would describe it? Grotesque? Yeah, like really disgusting stuff that I'm not repeating on the air. Okay. Nothing like untoward, just bathroom humor. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Okay. okay? We'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. So, yeah, he's got like some history, but he's turned this Blippi character into a really big deal. Yeah. I just don't know why he left the kids at the altar because all of a sudden he's gone now yeah, and there's a brand new Blippi. He doesn't want to do it. The, being a Blippi is a young man's game. <laughs> you, once, you, once you hit that, you know, it becomes weird. Blippi fans left puzzled yeah. as actor. Leaves the show. Oh, so you, well, what is that from? Is that new or old? Is that a new report or an old report? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. When's the story from, Paul? I need to know. Uh, yeah, this is in this from? It's 2021. Okay. Are so you last year. Me? This happened two years ago? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You just, so I've been watching. Well, because you've been watching the old Blippy, because no one cares. You, know, you don't really keep up on Blippy. It's no, like, and oh, for, months, have you caught up to season three, episode four of Blippy? And think about this for where, someone where he who's, goes to the petting zoo. And also, Spence, my youngest, is two years old. Yeah. So when he was born. Like, all the old blippies are new to him. It's sure. like the old NBC line that they had. It's new yeah. for you when they used to play reruns. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's new to you. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was brilliant. Yes. Of course. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, blippies are fraud. Hmm. Very productive few minutes we had together. Blippies are fraud, and Big Mac wants fourth and 15 chances. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. I'm not, ag- I'm not against it. You know me. I like all the new rules. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I love that. The, now we just settle in. No more talking about the extra inning rule. It's there. Ugh. It's beautiful. It takes care of itself. I like it. I am excited for the pitch clock, personally. I'm excited for it. Did you see Buck today talk about how uh, relievers might be taking the golf cart, uh, golf cart to the mound to save time, to warm up quicker? <laughs> That'd something, be great. something along those lines Bring because of the back, new pitch count. I have this urge to pitch buy clock. a bullpen cart. Like, I just, yeah. that's one of oh, my... No, that would be awesome. I mean, that would be like a golf cart. Driving theory, around the right? uh, Evan Estate yes. with the uh, golf cart well, with a baseball is, on top of it. All I have to do is buy a golf cart and yeah. put like a <laughs> Mr. Matt yeah. God, that's my dream. Honey, if you're listening, I'm turning 40 in July. Yeah. Thinking of ideas? There you go. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.